This is Hawaii Rising, a podcast from the Hawaii People's Fund. I'm Suyuno Amos, just me today. Our guest today is Kalani Pua'oi from Molekumu. Molekumu is a culture-based organization that uses Hawaiian core values to help guide what food security and sustainability looks like. They actively promote food security, community health, and aloha aina through a cultural lens. Their programs include kalo and ulu cultivation, indigenous microorganisms, community education, and la'au lapa'au, or traditional Hawaiian healing plants. In 2021, they distributed approximately 10,000 pounds of ulu into community and supported nearly 100 families through kalo distribution. Kenji and I first got to know Kalani through work days at the Mole Kumu farm in Mililani. We recorded this interview last August at his home in Nanakuli. Okay, so we're here hanging out with Kalani Pua'oi of Mole Kumu. And Kalani, you want to just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about Mole Kumu and how it came yeah. to be? Um, aloha. Aloha mai kako o wao Kalani Pua'oi he kupa o i keia pai aina o Hawaii. Noho au i ka awawa o Nanakuli, i ka moku o Waianae. Ho'oholo mako i ka oehana Mole Kumu he oehana ho'ona o wao ike kupuna. So, um, with that being said, I've always introduced myself as a Kanaka, and um, um, my first language is Makolelo Vai, Olelo Makoine. But my name is Kalani Pu'oe. I am um, an item. I am a person of this Pa'aino Vai, which is um, the sovereignty of our land, is what I, what I know to be, and is what I'm going to call it. Um, I come from <clears throat> all over this Pai'aina o Hawaii, so all over this Moku Island. My ancestor blood um, bleeds through this whole um, Hawaiian chain of um, the chain of Hawaii. So um, I currently, we're currently in Wa'anae Moku and the Avava o Nana Kuli, which is this valley that we're in. Um, behind us is Pu'o Heleakala, and in the back of us is Palihua. And um, east to us is Mauna Kapu. So on the opposite of Mauna Kapu is, um, is the Ever Plain, and that is where Molekumu is located um, in Waipio. So yeah, the valley right, right over, right in the Pico, right above Honouliuli. So that's where we're at. Um, Yep, and that's what we do. We run a culture and educational um, program. So our Molekumu is based off of culture and education. So can you describe, um, can you just describe what Molekumu looks like? Okay, um, <clears throat> so I gotta explain to you guys what Molekumu is at first, right? So Molekumu, the name Molekumu translate uh, to Mole um, as being a tap root um, or some source of resource. Um, it's a, you know, and then Kumu Foundation, um, the reasoning or um, is origin of source, you know, the Mole Kumu. So that, that kind of, um, you know, I got the idea, 
my family used to use that word often, and it was just to make like nice clothing wear with the uh, you know with the symbol the symbol of of Kalo, but um, you know they wasn't really doing anything. It wasn't the symbol that I was attracted to. It was the word molekumu, right? Because um, I looked deeply um, into that word molekumu, and then I understood you know exactly what what it meant. You know, and it kind of hit me like, oh, the source, you know, being, so I've understood, I, I understand to be a Kanaka, right, is to be full-blooded, right, and the definition Kanaka Moli, full-blooded, born and raised in the culture, with the language and everything, that is the definition of what Kanaka Moli means, right, and then there's, there's, there's um, definition that goes much further than that, right, um, you know, us being Kupa, right, native to this to this Aina, Aina being connect us guys spiritually connected to um, this particular land, and it's kind of what why we were drawn thousands of years ago here in Hawaii. But having Molekumu to be um, an idea or a hope that um, because of a lot of things that was lost to us people. Um, it would be restored through um, the solution that I found was the education, right? So the missing piece was a stolen identity, right, for us people. And in order for us to kind of um, fix that or find a solution, it was to figure out what was lost and how do we get it back. And... Um, over years of researches, um, or over years of research, researching about myself, about my family, about my history, and about my culture, um, I found I I figured I had to I, I was able to figure out my myself on on what was lost, right, um, and what identity was taken from us, right. Um, I was blessed that I was forced into this Hawaiian language school, right. Um, after a generation, right? I'm gonna only say a generation, but after a generation of language that was um, put away from all educational systems, right? <clears throat> um, our kupunas had a period of time where they wasn't able to olelo Hawaii, right? If if our kupunas don't know how to olelo Hawaii, we don't speak, and having to restore that um, comes from education. Um, so having the name Molekumu, it, it just, it, it's like, okay, Molekumu, recite back to your, your foundation. Recite back to, your, um, to, to the root, you know, the origin of everything, right? Um, in a way, it's like Uncle Bob said it pretty good, emancipate your mind from mental slavery, you know? And, and, and then truly, you're, you, it's like you remove that veil. You, now you can understand. Okay, and now you pick up the pieces and get back to action, right? So it depends. There's so much um, awakening in, within our own people, within humanity, right? Um, after they've been told and lies after lies. And, and it's not no one's fault, but it's just the culture that everybody's being born into, right? It's like it's an overwhelming power that the system set in place before you even born it's because it's been a because that's how that's how humanity and um that's how they think you know with power and uh, you know and 
I believe that there is a balance to it, right? Um, and that is certain people like us that brings out that balance into um, into the world. Um, being able to educate the people and us guys um, so that we we going to know, you know? Um, they also say that education is the key and is the power, the power of the truth, you know? And um, yeah, it's something that I thought it was pretty cool and um, that I felt like it would be fun because it's um, different, you know? A lot of Aloha Aina things being used, so uh, I, I didn't want to be, at the moment, I didn't want it to kind of, want it to stand um, kuokoa, right? I wanted to be a part or stand different when everybody's kind of doing um, the robot. Then I wanted to do the, the room. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah yeah if that answered your question yeah what do you think has been um, the most kind of uplifting like successes or growth that you've seen happening at Molekumo um positive impacts since our movement um we were able to feed Kanaka families of different culture and different ethnicities. Um, uh, people started to grow a consciousness of awareness for their own health and wellness, you know? Um, and by having different types of food available to them that came from healthy Aina, right? Basically, Molekumu was, was able to have this particular Aina and our, our hope was to um, <clears throat> be authentic about it, right? What, what kind of positive impact are we going to do with this? What, whatever we have. Yeah, I wasn't raised or taught or ever even been to think that I'm able to even be in this position, right? Because I was raised with part of the, the other statistics that they talk about with um, kids from the West Side following into, you know, their own statistic numbers of, you know, education failure, um, drug build, uh, abuse, and, um, you know, lack of meals on the west side, or just not being able to, to have a good place to study. Like, in our case, we, most people, there's a lot of kids that end up homeless on this side, and they just don't have a place to, to, to study. Uh, a majority of their parents is on drugs. Um, like hard drugs, you know. Um, I don't like to talk about it, but you know, I was part of that system, you know, where a certain parent of mine, you know, fell into that same thing, and we became part of the, you know, that whole whole system where, you know, things people was involved, um, and ever since then, you know, like we can retract to to all the the hell of things that I went through in my life, but a lot of it now is like, oh, like give people my kind and and just people in general because I believe any kind of people of ethnicity have the heart to do good things. Um, so having um, us show how impactful we can be in a positive way um, to our community um, through examples and um, 
you know, just just the way we promote ourselves when we're out. Um, you know, as far as Molekumu, you know, um, understanding what kind of education we're putting out there. Um, and, you know, everybody wants to eat. Everybody needs to eat healthy. Everybody needs a place so that they can feel, you know, happy and themselves around, you know, and have someone to listen. Because I be plenty of my friends um, and plenty of us, plenty of humans in general, um, when they don't have anybody to listen. And, you know, like mental, mental wellness, you know, that a lot of people who've been through trauma or goes through trauma every time, um, they, they develop mental illness. Or, you know, I don't know if everybody's born with mental illness. I hope not. But people who go, definitely people who's in trauma, um, you know, such as myself, um, yeah, we go through mental illness all the time, mental health, and it's 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 a problem. You know, there's no there's no one. Like, of course, we feel like there's no one to talk to, but I can translate it into the work that I do in the aina, and then the aina confirms to me that, and it tells me that, hey, Barakalans, mahalo, you know, you did a great job. Um, I'm able to flourish and blossom because of you. Right, because of the things and the choices that you made today, I'm a, I'm able to turn green, right? Green thumb, you know that's what they say. I don't know, um, <clears throat> but that that's that that's an indicator for me that that is one positive thing that I know that comes out from all these things that we're doing, all these dreams and hopes and goals that we have, and our mission is for us to heal properly, right? And then. Coming up with solutions for um, the rest of the world and humanity in general um, to to help it mental health um, and so much more. You know, it's just um, just to heal first and foremost, right? Because um, a lot of people have hard time healing from anything, you know. And I think that's the whole fun thing about uh, Moleku our culture and education, because not only we're just a farm, but we're, we get to learn as we go. We get to educate ourselves and um, be part of um, so many other people's community as much as we're a part of theirs, you know? So having to network and um, just creating a home for everyone and anybody, um, and not just Po'ekanaka, but everybody who can benefit from, from this type of work that creates peace and um, just allows you to be the better version of yourself no matter what kind of trauma you've been through and stuff, so. Can you talk about the different varieties of kalo that you, that you have at Molekumu? I know you were, you brought some huli to La Hoi Hoi Ea, Thomas yeah. Square to hand out and. Yeah, um, so, so the kalo varieties that we have, um, man, it's been my passion. Um, it's because it's, I've seen it throughout my whole um, years of attending Hawaiian immersions and growing up, being part of this culture. Kalo and the stories of Halau Nakalau Kapalili has been part of has been part of our stories and are part of our mo'olelo and our mo'oku'ahau for generations, right? So, of course, um, you know, growing up, 
um, before you got knowledge of that there's different varieties, right? Um, we only saw as Kalo Taro, right? As more in depth that I got into um, being a caretaker of Halo, right? Balama Halo, right? We hear that often now as Hawaii become um, the forefront of sustainability. Or that is the goal that, or the mission that we're trying to get to, right? <clears throat> we hear stories about, or the, the more involvement of, of us working with Haloa, Kalo, Ulu. And um, my idea was to find out anybody or everyone who was growing Kalo and Poi and that was selling it in the stores or that it was well known, it was, you know, all over social media, it was in books, it was in history books. Any types of these tarot, any mo'olelos that I've I've learned or came across or, you know, found resources on it, um, did information studies, researches, um, I went go and get it. So I went to go, I went out, I went go get it. I flew different islands and I went to get each, each variety strains. I went to um, introduce myself to these farmers um, so I was able to obtain these varieties. And how to know? It was being there every day, kind. You know, it was being observant, so kilo, right? So it was just being able to be around these type of varieties. So it's like knowing that there one, there's one variety and then there's another variety that looks different. Okay, obviously you gotta know information about this two persons, right? So um, that, that was the beginning of the interest, was being able to identify two different types of tarot. And then three different types of tarot. Then four different types of tarot. And then you come to find out there's 300 varieties of, of kalo, that, of tarot, that is known to mankind, maybe more, who knows? 200 of them, yeah, being here in Hawaii, right? Um, and a hundred and something varieties that was studied by the university with an Anakala Jerry Kononui, you know, and other kupuna, Anakala Erika Anana, you know. Um, Anakala Eri was one of, one of the kupunas that I was able to, um, you know, learn a lot of these Ike kupuna or Ike knowledges um, from, <clears throat> from those type of legends. And, um, you know, he was, a, he was a kupuna that he was from the last um, Opelu fishing villages in um, Mokokiave in Milolii. And he came down here to do a lot of educational farming, um, I believe, because he he was the kupuna at at Kikulukai Punio Anuinui at the time, and he was um, the lo'i farmer um, there at that school. And we were, uh, I was growing up maybe third, fourth grade, um, when we started to engage with them um, hard. Although we were kind of. I went to that school from kindergarten, but it wasn't to our third to, you know, our third to fourth, fifth grade where we engage into those type of, um, you know, um, type of work, you know, farming, kala farming. And uh, Anakala also was um, <clears throat> the one that built kala. And 
later on, now there's, you know, other, now there's Ka'ala Farm, you know, and he also did Opelu Fishing down here um, in Poka'i Bay. So now if you go on YouTube, you got information about Opelu Fishing here, he, you know, in, in, in Wa'anai, you know, and Wa'anai was another, back in the days, you know, it was a, um, it was a village of fishing, of Opelu fishing. Um, they talked about Hina and Maui Akala, um, Maui Akala and his mother um, drying out Opelu on top of this ridge over here. It's because the ridge and the sun reaches its hottest point on top of this pools, right? And as you can see, that thing kind of um, tear down like that, right? And we believe that all the pohakus that they will just lay up all the eel right on top um, and dry. And, and when visitors would come, they would trade uala or taro for dried opelu, right? And um, that was just the beginning of everything, you know? That, that, that goes to show how important of us being connected to our land, our resources, all it to Moka to Makai, you know? But um, Kalo, Kalo and all, the, all these type of varieties was just, was just a, it's a passion. It became a passion because the traits that we find in these types of um, variety. So uh, yeah, Kalo varieties and um, being able for us to learn from them, right? So we fall back to education. I enjoyed it because we was able to educate ourselves. Was able to learn, um, and um, I mean, it gives us lessons every day, you know. And I think that is the best part about being a kala farmer, is that you get to wake up and be like, "Wow, you look good today." You know what I mean? And then you understand if it's not, you know, you say, "Oh, but you don't look too good." Oh no! So right. My kupuna will tell you, you know, your farm is exactly what's going on in your life at the moment, right? So what is your vision for the future that you would like to see? At, either at Molekumu or for Hawaii for sustainability in general? Um, to be part of the solution for road hunger. Um, and be a pillar and source for food security for humanity, um, period. You know, that is the end game for for what we want to strive to. When we fill out grants, when the when, when the state wants to know, hey, we okay, there's ag agriculture grants, but we want to know, send a mission. You know, this is the mission that they ask you to provide, and they want to know if you're legit or not. And then it it is like this: it's like, okay, bro, how are we gonna generate? Like, how are we gonna really really impact? our statement and how do we have proof? How do we keep track of it, right? That is the question. And then for, for me, like I'm trying to figure it out too. And then, you know, now I'm trying to put it in action. It is in action right now, right? And it's to continue the steps that we're doing in a high speed, you know? And, and we cannot stop, you know? Um, being consistent is, is the hard, is the challenge having to be consistent showing up every day you basically you know and then this goes back to our values right right 
you're going to hear everybody say this, but to truly understand what it means, it, it is exactly what it should be. It's like the land is who you're working for so it can cultivate, right? So you can cultivate and be safe and, and live and prosper and ola kupona, right? To live forever. Heli um, ikaino, right? The land. Is it, that's who we slave you for. And, and at times it feels like that. You know, and um, Ati Lynette and her group, um, Kale'ainali, um, man, I've, I've seen hand-to-hand, or I've seen firsthand into um, what it was or what it looked like to be committed to a mission. And, and their commitment was, I believe, without even them telling me, it was to show up. To show up because nobody going. Um, and that, that just shows integrity um, and it shows, you know, that leadership, it shows leadership because um, we can take light of that, you know, we can, we, we can see how important that is for, for other people who wants to lead in those particular areas, right? Um, influences, right? Just showing up, showing up is half the battle, right? Being there. And then every every day is one one percent better, you know? Um so that is um I guess that's what um our our goal is, our our mission is is to see what we're doing that we're fighting for so hard for. Um is our sovereignty back. Our L, right? Sovereignty could mean many things. Yeah, our ill is just the ability for us humanity or humans to be able to take care of ourselves, to see things healthy that is healthy for for me, my children, yeah, and the next generations to come, right? right? Without seeing greed and power as our main focus, but life and peace um, to to prosper, you know. And I I truly believe that's that's what. Um, our model is, right, Molekumu being the source of our own education so that we are able to prosper ourselves so that we could take care of our communities and, our, and, and everybody else by having good solutions, right, um, and, and keeping ourselves accountable, right? That's what be, showing up every day looks like is you keeping yourself accountable of the mission that you started in the first place, right? So I applaud, um, I really applaud um, everyone um, in staying committed into um, this mission because I'm, I am the only one that probably is not the only one that will tell you that their mission is to be a pillar um, for food security you know and you know and if there's there's a little bit then we'll hope to spark more interest into our next generation and this generation, you know? You know, let's, let's start with this generations before we get to the next, you know? Let's do all we can right now, you know? Let's, let's um, give enough um, hope, yeah? So people like us in our generation are able to, um, to see this come true, you know? To give us 
insurance or assurance that that um, it's possible. What do you see as the impact of an organization like Molekumu for for the West Side community in particular? Because I know I know it's in Waipio, but yeah. you're, you're rooted here and you're having an impact here. So what you know, having a Kalo farm and and yes. an Ulu. What kind of impact do you see working towards food security on the west side? Um, I think it's just being able to trans, um, transport um, and being able to have a foot there in Waipio, but also being able to transport um, all the resources that I do have there, um, if it's not already taken up in Waipio, but to be able to bring it back home here. And I think that's the, big, the bigger picture, or that is the idea, right? Is being able to go outside my moku, right? Because over here, there's not enough plan that's being done, right? There's not enough aina. Like we have aina here that does that has nothing to do with um, um farming or agriculture purposes here in the valley that basically is not being used for nothing. Yeah, it's a waste of aina, and this is the only valley from Moko to Makai that it's open like this, right? From from Mauka, you get little bit pulls. There is a river that, you know, um, one of the departments over here put a cap on top the end of our um, reservoir and it's being directed to what? To a different resources that a system or a, a group of people thought that this is where the diversion of water will best be good for right versus the health of our people yeah and um i think that is a challenge um and it's something that we're molecumas are about to attack um in the next couple of months um being able to have our food available for homes nanukuli homestead and we're gonna start it in the next couple of weeks i believe we're gonna try it this friday and it is basically to spark the entrance again, right? To, to softly introduce Me'ai Hawaii to 89% population of, of Hawaiians here on the west side. 89? Is, I don't know if that is through the statistics, the statistics, but we believe that that was a lot of Hawaiians here on the west side. And being able to do that in the Hawaiian homes, it sets a statement, you know? And and even me walking around and providing hoolies, and I believe I'm probably the only one who did that in this homestead. And I went walk, me and my ohana, and us guys in Molekumu, we walked around this whole valley providing hoolies, free hoolies. We went door to door, and we gave hundreds of hoolies out to this community, and it was just, like I said, softly to introduce us back to an energy, right? A mana'o, like an essence of culture, yeah? An essence of A. Um, this is something that we can be proud of. Like this, this variety, yeah, we talked about leaving something behind for our community. This variety, I have people say that, hey, bro, I remember a long time ago you gave me this color. It's been feeding my family for, for all these years now, right? And I'm like, that was like 10 years ago. And I was young. I just graduated from high school. 
and it's been feeding this family here in on the west side and that's his variety that he keeps because he remembers I was gone for years and came back and he's like wow I got more into Kalo and then I came back and he had Kalo that I never even have and and he's like yeah but no worry I give you I said wow you know and then at that time it was like oh I just gave somebody who it was but you can see the impact you know Oh, just by handing someone one kalo, you know, but also introducing them, preparing them now, right? Now you gotta take one step up, you know. You gotta, you gotta take the next next step for these guys, right? Because now, okay, you gave them a kalo, they planted it, right? Did they grow kalo from it, or did they just pick leaves from it? Well, here's here's something else we're gonna do, right? We're gonna we're gonna kui, yeah, we'll kui every Fridays. Right, and make pa'iyai and have it available for our community to come and pick it up, right? And yeah, we we'll probably charge a little, but it is to continue on this mission where we're introducing me'ai, right? Traditionally, back to our community where there's 89% Hawaiians here on the west side, and I don't know how much families that live here in Nanukuli Homestead alone, but just sparking the interest, right? Softly introducing it back to them, right? Giving our air back. That's just the starters of us. Yeah. So restoring our own sovereignty back to our own people by having us care for ourselves before we can care about our families and our next generations and our community. So, yeah, I think so. Um, just being able to have a foot there in Mililani and YPO and being that connection to other resource, that means my people here, because this is where I sleep, get the same amount of resource. Equally, I feel like that is what it is. Because I'm here, because this is my residence, I'm from here, any resource that I go and obtain, any connection that I make through networking, any kalo and ulus that I'm farming goes out to every people that, that touches me or every people that within the alignment as far as I can reach and, you know, and if it's there, available to them, right? And we talk about the, you know, that calendar for, that they have of kanaka makai food sources, lo'is, streams, e'as, opais, goes back to the um, the kai and having the local e'a right there, right? That's the that picture that's always around the educational system. But if if it's there and, it, and if it's telling you guys that this is the best way to continue to feed our people, you know, efficiently, why aren't we doing it? Why aren't we doing it in our mokus? Why can't we do it here in our homesteads? You know, although the homestead is created upon their agenda, right? And it's still part of the, the Western system, right? It was a facade that they, they say, hey, you know what, Hawaiians? We'll call this Hawaiian homes and we'll put a bunch of Hawaiians there and hopefully they all act Hawaiian, right? There's no possible way. It didn't turn out to be that, that way. You know what I mean? Because everything was still missing. You still took away the aina, right? That connect our, our spiritual beings to, right? And you still took away the sources of uh, 
of ways of us to naturally take care of ourselves, right? To mahiai, um, our language and our art. Those things define of who we are as, as people and it creates characteristics in us that, that possibly would create um, other good solutions that would be answers for everyone else in the world, you know? You create like-minded like people um, so that we are able to lead in the best way we can. Um, and truly only because we understand what aloha is, right? And anybody who adapted that culture of aloha um, understand that peace is the answer um, versus violence, you know? Um, but that is also my secret. Um, that you guys just got um, some exclusive yeah. tapes. <laughs> well, mahalo Kalani for sharing all of your manao and yeah, there's there's a really good conversation. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. Sir, is there anything else you want to share? Um, I wanted to mahalo the Hawaii People Fund. Um, Truly because they gave us the confidence that our mission is, is validated. Um, validated that they, they was for sure that our mission ha has, to, has to see the light. It, it validated us that, um, that whatever that went through in my mind, um, you, you guys saw that it was important for the people to know or to see. Um, and to, for us to having just to achieve our goals and um, wanted to mahalo for you, um, you guys for giving us the tools um, being able to do that it empowered us it empowered us Kanaka and it empowered us our movement um, like I said it empowered us here in this valley um, I mean I don't know how much more interviews you guys gotta do in this valley or if you guys know of any other interview that you guys got to do it here in this valley but as you can see it's very slim to the amount of people that is doing this type of work um, because of choice right being able to pick and choose for your family right it's hard um, I mean as you can see we lived it like this for a reason is because our resources is limited and we're picking and choosing where we put our resource and everything goes back to the Aina, right? Um, and much mahalos for you guys. And yeah. <clears throat> and then um, <clears throat> um, you guys can find us at Molekumu on Instagram, 1819. Um, and our Facebook is Molekumu. And we are also launching our new webpage um, soon. Um, yeah. Awesome. Mahalo. 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 Hawaii Rising is a podcast from the Hawaii People's Fund produced by me and me with additional support from Mickey. Our theme music is revolutionary from the band Ukla the Mock, written and sung by Mickey Hui Hui. A big thank you to our community supporters and to you, our audience, for listening. Ahui ho!
brethren, oh.